Hello everybody, welcome back to Firewalls Don't Stop Dragon, and welcome to the new year. 2018 has just started, and I uh, thought it would be a good idea to spend this one on some New Year's resolutions. Uh, I wanted to go through what I feel are probably some of the top things that we should all be doing uh, to make ourselves more secure. And, uh, you know, we've talked about these things on and off throughout the, the last year, but I wanted to bring all these things together, see if I could inspire you guys to put them on your you know, New Year's resolution to-do list for 2018. Because uh, some of the things I'm going to talk about here take some time. They take some effort. Uh, and so, you know, they're a little harder than some of the things that I might normally recommend. Uh, they're not quick tips. Not, they're not quick solutions, all of them. But they're things that we should all be making time for. Uh, and so I wanted to bring them up into one master list to kind of give you, you know, while you're thinking about things to do in 2018, things you want to do differently this year. Uh, these are things that I think you need to consider. So first up, the easiest one to do is uh, go back and listen to any of the episodes you missed from last year, any of the podcast episodes you missed. Uh, there were a lot of them. We had, uh, what, I don't know, 40-some episodes last year. And uh, if you missed one, uh, go back and check those out. Or if you tuned in kind of in the middle, there's still plenty of great material back there. A lot of this stuff is, some of it was timely. Some of it is, you know, because it was news of the week. But uh, every episode had a tip of the week, and uh, many of the episodes had really good uh, interviews with some very sharp people, and we talked about sub subjects that are still relevant. So uh, go back and check some of those out, anything you missed from last year. Tip number one. Tip number two, back up all of your stuff. Uh, we've talked about how important this is, uh, but with ransomware, malware, and, and all, you know, computers do die, hard drives do crash. Uh, you've got to back up your information. Uh, you need a backup copy of all your stuff. And of course, we always talk about the three, two, one rule. And that is that uh, you need three copies of anything that's important. And by important, I mean, specifically anything that is irreplaceable, you know, family videos, family photos, you know, any personal recordings you might have made, you know, uh, historical documents you may have scanned, financial documents you may have scanned. Uh, those things are, are not not easy to replace and in some cases they're impossible to replace those are the things you absolutely need to have backups of because if you think about it almost everything else on your computer is stuff that you can easily replace if your computer were to catch fire tomorrow uh or be stolen or or, or somehow get completely lost uh you could you know go buy another computer and that would come with its own operating system and you could rebuy all the applications that you lost uh, in many cases, you could really just uh, log into the, the website and re-download uh, re -download your, your applications for free. Uh, uh, the music, a lot of times the music we download or the music services we have, we can just re-download those, uh, those as well. Uh, or if you still have your old CD collection, you can, you know, painstakingly re-rip all those songs and put them back on your hard drive. Those are replaceable. Um, but, you know, family photos, those things are not. You can't go back and retake those pictures. If they're lost, they're lost forever. So three, two, one rule. You want three copies of anything important. Uh, two, uh, the original, and then two copies. That's where the two comes in. And those two copies should be uh, on different types of media or different types of backups, uh, if at all possible. Um, uh, I usually recommend one of them being an external hard drive. Uh, just hook, hooking up a little USB-powered hard drive to your computer. And on, on Apple, you can use Time Machine, which is very easy to set up. And on Windows, there's also a backup um, backup and restore option with Windows as well. That You can take periodic backups of all your files and put them on that hard drive. Uh, that's a great backup in case something happens to your main computer. But, of course, if something like a flood or a fire or something happens, you know, the, the little hard drive sitting next to your computer is also going to go up in flames or be uh, sunk underwater. So the, the other option uh, is that you need to have one of your backups off-site. 
Now you can do that by managing two different external hard drives and you kind of rotate through them. So one of them you take into the office or uh, take over to a friend's house or whatever once a month, and then you swap them. You could do that, which is what I used to do back before cloud backup was affordable. But honestly, cloud backup is so cheap today. There's no reason not to do it. Um, uh, I would look at maybe uh, Backblaze is one of my favorites. Uh, just for simplicity, I've read a ton of reviews on these things. I'm actually going to be switching to them myself soon. I was using Crash Plan, Crash Plan that was my favorite before, uh, but they are no longer doing home service anymore. So uh, my service is going to be running out on that soon, and maybe yours is too if you're also using Crash Plan. Um, uh, I think a great alternative to Crash Plan is back is Backblaze, but there are several others. You can look at Carbonite, for example. That's another one. Uh, there there are several, uh, and if you do a search for online reviews, you'll find plenty. Uh, my personal go-to would probably be Backblaze. So uh, you want three copies of everything. You want two backups, and one of those backups needs to be offsite. So that's the three G one rule: back up all your stuff. You'll it's insurance, and it's it's an insurance policy, and you're you're gonna think it's a pain in the butt until you need it, and then you're gonna be like, oh my god, thank God, I had a backup. All right, tip number three. I know it's a little early to be talking about spring, but uh, never too early to be doing a spring cleaning. So. You know, delete all the crap you don't need. We've gathered all sorts of crap over the years that we just no longer use. And it's every piece of software you have on any of your devices, be it a smartphone or a computer that is doing nothing and getting old, specifically if it's just sitting there getting old and not being updated, is a potential avenue for attack for a bad guy. Uh, and it also it's just taking up space. There's no reason to have it. Um, it's it's a liability. So you know, go and clean up all the old crap you don't use anymore. Delete those apps you never you're no longer using off your smartphone. Uh, delete the old games and applications that you're no longer using on your PCs and Macs. Um, delete Flash. Just remove Adobe Flash from everything if you can. Uh, certainly on your Mac and your PCs, you almost never need that. And I'll t- give you a tip of what you can do if you do later um, when we talk about safe web serving. But just just remove Flash from your computers. It's it's extremely buggy. It's a security nightmare. And for the most part, we don't need it anymore. That also goes for Java. Uh, most of us will not need Java on our computers anymore. Uh, so if you've, for some reason, ever installed Java on your computer, you probably don't need it. You could probably safely delete that as well. The main thing really, first from a security standpoint, is make sure that you don't have the Java browser plugin, which allows uh, your web browser to start jumping out of your web browser and executing Java on your computer, which has never been a good idea. Um, so if you've got a Java plugin in your web browser, make sure you remove that as well. But hopefully the Java uninstaller will do both. Um, so we talked about old games and old apps, get all that stuff done. If you're, if you've got an old antivirus software system, a subscription that you're not using, honestly, even if you are, uh, we've talked about this on the show before too. Um, most of the subscription service antivirus software is getting a little too desperate, uh, and trying to help you. They're actually hurting you in a lot of cases. So, um, I would go with the free versions. Uh, so I would, you know, stop those subscriptions. You probably don't need them. Uh, your best bet in almost all cases is just to be uh, a better safe surfer, not to open up attachments that you that you don't uh, trust. Uh, even if some, even if they're from people you know, if it's not if it's nothing you asked for, you shouldn't be opening it. Uh, you know, be careful what websites you go to, stuff like that. There's, you know, if you if you're practicing safe surfing habits and uh, just basic computer safety. That'll go a lot further for you than some of these antivirus software programs. They've they've gotten just too up in your business, and they're actually causing problems. So on Windows Box, if you've got a Windows machine, um, a Microsoft PC, uh, just use the Microsoft Security Essentials uh, or Microsoft Defender that's built in. It's free. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Just go with that. That'll be all the antivirus that you should need. Uh, and on a Mac, um, 
they do have some rudimentary built-in safeguards, um, but you could also, if you'd like to get an antivirus software, Sophos Home and uh, Avira both have some free home products that are that are just fine. Uh, I would use that for your Mac. One other thing, uh, make sure that you've turned on your auto update for your operating system, certainly for security patches. Um, you know, when those when those bad things happen, you want to make sure that your operating system gets updated as soon as possible. Um, I would also do it for Microsoft Office. If you have Microsoft Office installed, make sure you have that auto update set up as well, because that's that is still a very popular app and it's something we uh, often use a lot. But it's because it's so popular and because it's so huge and and complicated, it's a great place for uh, bad guys to find holes uh, in your system. So uh, keep that up to date. And there's often many critical patches for those. So uh, keep that up to date. All right, tip number four. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to beat this too into the ground, but use a password manager because I've talked about because <laughs> I've talked about it many times before. It's extremely important, but I've talked about it so often that I don't want to spend too much time on it. But the main aspect of this, I want to make sure I do cover because this will take some time. Um, once you finally do bend to my will and, <laughs> and install a password manager. Um, you need to be using that password manager to generate all of your important passwords. So uh, your important accounts are certainly obviously financial and investment accounts, anything health related, uh, but also your email and social media accounts. Those are really important to lock down. So your job, your your homework, your resolution for the year, not only is to pick up a password manager like one password or LastPass, but to go through the painstaking process of finding all the websites where you have accounts and either closing those accounts, getting rid of them um, because you no longer use them, but in practice, that's actually kind of hard to do, uh, or going to each one of those accounts and resetting the passwords on those accounts to something long, strong, and unique. Do not reuse passwords across websites. And I know this is a pain, uh, but if you actually get, if you get LastPass and you install LastPass, if you've been using your browser, uh, like Firefox or Chrome to store your passwords, when you install LastPass, it should offer to import all those passwords from there for you. So it'll just automatically bring in all that data it's already had before. So you shouldn't have to re-enter that. Um, so you've got that. And then LastPass, at least, has got a really great option where you could do a security challenge, which will go through and check all your passwords. It'll help you find all your duplicate passwords. It'll find all your really bad passwords that are really old passwords. And it actually, in many cases, has a one-button thing to go change them all for you. So you can literally, it'll bring up this list and it'll show you all the ones that it can automatically change for you. And because it knows your existing passwords, because it imported them or because you've saved them already, you can click a button and say, go change my password on this website. And without you having to do anything, it goes to that website, logs you in, goes to the password change spot for that particular account, generates a big, long, nasty password that you'll never have to remember and changes your password to that new password all for you. It couldn't be easier. Now, that won't handle all of them, and some of the, I'm sure there will be glitches that you'll have to fix, but you really need to have uh, unique, strong passwords for all these websites. Um, so many of these websites are breached, and when they are, you know, if they figure out what that password is for that site, they're going to, the bad guys are going to turn right around and try to use that password for you everywhere else. And because the, the, it used to be that you have a user ID and a password, and so they would have to figure out both your user ID and your password. But today, almost everybody uses your email address as your user ID. So um, once they've got your email address and a password, they can just use that everywhere else and see what else they can get into. And it happens. Um, so I would highly recommend, highly recommend that you spend some time just just set aside a weekend uh, and just go through and do this and, and update all the passwords on your important websites to be long, strong, and unique. 
So next tip, strongly consider using a VPN. We've talked about this, of course, multiple times on the show as well. Uh, but a virtual private network basically allows you to encrypt all of your web traffic, actually everything on your computer that's talking to the internet, um, between you and your VPN provider. Now, from once it leaves there, then it's whatever state it normally is. Now, a lot of our connections are already encrypted, but um, not all of them are. Um, and sometimes it can surprise you. So whenever you're on a public network of any sort, a hotel or an airport or coffee shop, um, you really need to make sure that all of your communication is completely encrypted. And the only way to do that is with a VPN. And that instead of each, every individual connection, like you between you and Amazon or you and Bank of America, which those should be encrypted, uh, you and Gmail, those are probably encrypted. Um, but just to make sure that because you've got applications on your phone and on your computer in the background that are checking things on their own without you telling them to, right? They're going and looking for new email. They're going and looking for new Facebook posts. Um, you know, once you're connected to the internet, you've got all these applications that are automatically in the background querying things on the internet. And if, and if any of those queries for whatever reason are not secure, uh, then they're wide open to anybody else on that network. Uh, anybody else in that coffee shop, anybody else in the airport that's on that same Wi-Fi that you're on could potentially be looking at that and seeing what you're doing and pulling potentially sensitive data, uh, out of those connections. So again, the best way, the only way really to, to, well, you could just not do it, <laughs> but if you're going to use these internet connections, the, the, the only real way to make sure that all that, all of your data is, is, uh, is encrypted and protected and kept private is to use a virtual private network or a VPN. Um, again, there's many services out there the, uh, that I could recommend. Um, just off the top of my head, I would probably recommend TunnelBear. It's very simple and straightforward and works very well. Uh, EncryptMe, uh, used to be called Cloak, is another one that I, that, that's one that I personally use that I really like. It works for both um, uh, computers as well as smart devices. Uh, Viper VPN, that's spelled with a Y, V-Y-P-E-R VPN. Viper VPN is another good one. Uh, those are three you can check out. Uh, they don't cost really that much. Uh, they can be a pain. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They can be a pain sometimes. They don't always work as advertised. Sometimes uh, certain network connections don't play nicely with VPNs, um, so they have a hard time connecting. But, you know, it's just one of those realities of modern life that we just have to get used to. Um, the other option, of course, if you don't want to use that, is you could try using your cell phone uh, as a hotspot, uh, which is so you would connect you know, your, your tablet or your computer uh, via Wi-Fi to your smartphone. And then your smartphone would then send that traffic, um, through the cellular, ne cellular network. So at least at that point, the only people watching what you're doing is your cellular provider. Um, uh, and not everybody else who's sitting near you in the same Wi-Fi space. All right. So that's a lot of great tips so far. I've just got a few more for you. Uh, some other new re new year's resolutions that I think you should be considering for 2018 to make you, you and your loved ones more safe and secure. So, uh, use a secure messaging app. Um, there's, there's really only two that I can recommend off the top of my head and, but they're easy to use and they're, uh, one is free and one is cheap. So actually they're both free. Um, signal, if you, uh, want to talk to anybody on the planet with secure messaging, uh, text messaging is all fine and good. Um, I've, I found the iMessaging, uh, is actually fairly secure, but you can't always guarantee that the person you're going to be talking to has an iPhone. So if it's iPhone to iPhone or iPhone to iPad or, you know, anything within the Apple ecosystem, then it's secure. But as soon as you go off to uh, windows or, uh, Android, then it becomes regular SMS. Uh, and that is not secure. Uh, unfortunately this is just where we're at. So I would recommend signal, go download the signal app. 
Um, it works by uh, your ID is your cell phone number. So if anybody else you know is already using Signal, it will know that and it'll just automatically show up in your contact list. Um, recommend it to your friends and, uh, as well. If you really want to have secure messaging, Signal is totally the way to go and it's absolutely free. And the really nice thing is they've got desktop apps as well. So, you know, if you prefer typing on a regular keyboard like I do, uh, you can actually be sending someone secure messages from your from your computer to their smartphone or vice versa or whatever. Uh, they have both smartphone apps and desktop apps. So it's just just wonderful tool. I highly recommend Signal. Uh, and I know we don't use email as much anymore. Um, a lot of people are into messaging. But uh, if you really want to do secure end-to-end email, uh, then you need something like ProtonMail. And we've talked to Dr. Andy Yen, who's been on here. We've also talked to uh, Ladar Levison from LavaBit. He's also got another secure email service. Uh, I believe both of these services offer a free tier, but I would recommend that you go for the first low-level for-pay tier. You know, just for one thing, just to support these guys. They're doing really good work. Uh, and it gets you some, some extra features. Um, ProtonMail's got some really great features they've had coming out. They've actually got a VPN product as well. So if you want to use their VPN or you pay for their base level service, you get the VPN, VPN for free. Uh, so that's really nice. They've also got this new thing called ProtonMail Bridge, which allows ProtonMail, which is highly encrypted and requires a lot of really weird setup stuff if you want to use it for anything other than the basic ProtonMail client. But this ProtonMail Bridge thing solves that problem very neatly. Uh, and allows you to use this highly encrypted email with regular email clients like Outlook and Apple's Mail. So make 2018 the year that you go dark, that, that all your communications are encrypted. Get your friends and family on it too. You know, make it fun. Just say, hey, let's, you know, let's thumb our noses at the man. <laughs> you know, let, and all the corporations or whatever that want to that, that take our private data and use it against us, let's Let's just agree that encrypted communications end to end is the only way we can go down the future. So let's make that start this year. Uh, start by using Signal and uh, something like Proton Mail for your email. And the flip side of that, of course, is that we need to just, you know, from a privacy perspective, is we need to just not share so much. We overshare. Uh, it's amazing to me what people will post on social media. Just think about what that what you're really posting once that stuff's out there it's gone it's out there forever facebook or whoever owns that stuff and they're not giving it back and they're also selling it to other people and it's just publicly available in a lot of cases so go into your social media accounts and dial back who you share stuff with don't make everything 100 percent public make it only shared at least with the people that you you know with your contacts it doesn't have to be 100 percent public you know and think about stuff before you post it you know, if you're, if you're going on vacation for two weeks, it might not be a good thing to advertise. Um, you know, don't post pictures of yourself with your credit cards or documents or passports or whatever, because that information could be used against you uh, for identity theft. Dial back what you share. Think a little bit more before posting stuff and tell other people the same thing. You know, counsel them on this as well. We really need to be thinking about what all the stuff we're sharing and, 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 and cut back, cut way back. Uh, all these, uh, all your social media accounts also have lots of privacy settings. Unfortunately, almost all of them uh, default to fully public. So dive in and do a privacy check on, on all your social media stuff. Dial back all the settings until they hurt. Just just crank them down as far as you can. And then if you notice, oh, okay, maybe that was too far, then you can always back off. You know, cut down on all the third-party marketing and all the stuff that you allow. Uh, all the different applications that you uh, have associated with your Facebook and Twitter accounts or whatever. Make sure that you still need all of those, uh, and cut back those permissions. Um, just cut back on what you share in 2018. Take a little more control over your privacy and 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 what's out there about you, and dial it back. 
All right, one last tip, and we've talked about this, of course, as well. Uh, we had, I think, a whole episode on safe surfing. You can go back and look at our Castle Defense 101 series on this. Um, but uh, just some quick tips again on how to save, uh, how to surf safely. Um, I would personally use Firefox. Um, of, of all the web browsers, especially with their new updates lately, it's it's very very fast, very efficient. They've got some great built-in features for privacy, and they're just going to be adding more. Uh, I really like Firefox from a pri- from a privacy perspective. Um, of course, if you want to get super private, there's one called the Tor browser, which is based off Firefox. It's also free to download. Um, that will help anonymize you uh, on the internet and guard your uh, your IP address from where you're going, so that people can't really uh, see what you're up to. Um, so a, a VPN with uh, uh, the Tor browser is a great way to go if you want to be really secure. But just from for general everyday stuff, I, I recommend Firefox. Uh, and then uh, only put in a few plugins. The more plugins you have, the more things that could go wrong. Uh, obviously, LastPass, you want to have that built into your browser so that LastPass can be filling in and saving all your passwords for you. Uh, there's a couple from the EFF, plugins from the EFF you're going to want. One is called HTTPS Everywhere, which makes sure that all your connections, if they have a choice, will always default to the encrypted version instead of the unencrypted version. And they've got a great privacy tool called Privacy Badger. Um, that is, uh, it's kind of a holistic service that learns as it goes and looks for bad behavior and blocks it, which is great. I would also recommend you install uh, uBlock Origin. Uh, there's one called uBlock. Don't go for that one. Make sure you get uBlock Origin. They're different. Uh, and it's a, um, a very good ad blocking tool. And we've talked about this at length on the show as well about there's a lot of controversy around ad blockers and a lot of websites need to make money somewhere and they're free otherwise. So they have advertising and that's how they pay their bills. But unfortunately, the advertising industry has really been overzealous in trying to get um, get your attention and then to collect information on you. And in many cases, advertising, uh, it's called malvertising, uh, can be used actually to serve up malware, um, viruses and stuff. It's just bad. It's got out of hand. So, you know, unfortunately, I, while I understand the need to make money and you can, with these tools, you can whitelist particular sites. If you want to make sure that these guys are getting paid, uh, from, from their advertising and you want to trust them, uh, you can, for individual sites, turn off the ad blocking, uh, which was, uh, which we call whitelisting, but in general, it's just too dangerous out there and it's just not worth it. Uh, it'll speed it. It'll speed up your experience. It'll protect you. It'll guard your privacy. Ad blocking is the way to go. So uBlock Origin is a great plugin for that. And one last one that's kind of odd, but it's good for privacy. Another kind of an odd way for people to track you is whenever you load a web page, there's actually many different things under the cover that you're loading to present that one page. And oftentimes it's these little these little helper utilities that you download. And believe it or not, just knowing that you're downloading some of those things can can offer information about you and allow them to track you. So this plugin called Decentralize, and the, the last part is um, E-Y-E-S, as in someone looking at you. So D-E-C-E-N-T-R-A-L-E-Y-E-S, Decentralize, um, uh, helps, helps you to preload a lot of that stuff. And then when you do have to go get it, kind of guards your privacy when you do. It's kind of an esoteric thing. It's kind of weird, but it's a great little plug-in. Uh, and it could actually speed up your experience as well by kind of pre-downloading a lot of these things that some of these websites need. So that's it. HTTPS Everywhere, Privacy Badger, uBlock Origin, Decentralize, and of course, LastPass. Those are all great plugins. Probably the only plugins. I would try to keep your plugin count um, as small as you can. Uh, and I would use Firefox. Now, 
If you go to a website, an old website that still requires Adobe Flash, that is when you need to pull out Google's Chrome browser, which is a good browser. There's actually a lot of security features that I love in Chrome, but the privacy aspects of Chrome are just too creepy for me. Um, Google wants to know everything about you, and if, <laughs> if they own your web browser, you know they can potentially know everything you're doing on the web, which is just too much for me personally. Uh, so anyway, I, I keep a copy of Google Chrome on my computer uh, for the for the very rare cases where I go to a website that requires Flash because currently, and this is going to be going away soon because nobody needs Flash anymore and even Google realizes this, but Google actually embeds the Flash player in the Chrome browser and keeps it up to date for you because the security aspects of Flash are just awful. And when people don't update it, they, they have vulnerabilities. So Google took the step of saying, okay, we're going to manage this for you because it's so bad. We're going to manage it for you and make sure we keep it up to date for you. But because it's so bad, I just try not to use it at all. So I use Firefox for everything without Flash installed. And then if, if I happen to hit some weird website that requires Flash, that's when I break out the Chrome browser. All right. That is it. That is my list of New Year's resolutions for you. Some of those were easier, but some of those are going to be harder. Some of those are going to take some time. And that's why I'm bringing them up as part of your 2018 New Year's resolutions. I want you to think about these things. I want you to set aside some time for these things, make them little projects, put them on your to-do list, spread them out over the year, but get them done. Um, these are important things. I know that could be a pain sometimes, but it's, you will thank me later. Believe me. Uh, get these things done, set aside some time for it, and help some others to do these things as well. Tell your friends and family about these as well. Uh, after you've learned how to do them yourself, offer to help them do them as well. Um, it's important that for all of us we do this. The more people that get protected, the more safe we all are. So that is it. Welcome to 2018. I've given you your list of assignments for the year. Get on those, get them scheduled, and uh, we'll be back again next week with another great episode with the news of the week and a nice tip for you. Uh, we've got some more great interviews coming up as well. And as always, until next time, don't get caught with your drawbridge down. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.